Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Mickey Badlamenti, discipleship pastor here at Rock Point Community Church. Our goal in the messages we share is to consistently present God's truth in ways that will challenge you, bring you new perspective, and ultimately lead you into closer relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Wherever you're listening from, we hope this message encourages you in your faith. We also welcome you to visit us anytime you're in the Detroit area. Our Sunday services are at 9 and 11 a.m. and include a full range of children's programs as well as a ministry specifically for children with special needs. Find us on Facebook or visit our website at rockpoint.org for more information. Uh, We are very blessed today as part of our summer schedule to have a dear friend and brother, uh, Bishop Daryl Harris. Um, he works actively with us in Osborne. He's also very active throughout the city and very well known in the city of Detroit. He has carried a lot of different responsibilities uh, over the years, has been involved in ceasefire and uh, working with the victims of uh, violence, uh, as well as pastoring his own church, of whom we have a few members here today uh, and had more in the first service. Um, he is, I want to warn you and let you know, he, uh, for their, I think it was for the 30th anniversary, he and White 30th. Uh, his mother-in-law's 75th birthday and his daughter Amari's graduation from Northwestern University, they took a well-deserved trip to Maui, to Hawaii. That's the great news. The bad news is they got in last night, yesterday. Okay, There's a six-hour time change, so it's 5.30 in the morning to him. And in addition, last night there was a double shooting that he needed to respond to. So he is operating currently on zero sleep and is relatively incoherent. Let's be graceful. Okay. <laughs> But I'm going to ask you to please warmly welcome my brother and a, and a real good friend, Bishop Daryl Harris. Well, I think he said it all, right? Um, and just to add to that, uh, my wife is not here today. I'm grateful for those who are still here from uh, Total Life Christian Ministries. My wife is not able to be here today um, because she is getting back on a plane to go to Baltimore today for a work conference where she will be until Wednesday or Thursday this week. So she wanted to make sure to tell you that she loves Rock Point. We all love Rock Point uh, at Total Life Christian Ministries, and we are always honored to be here in service with you. And as Pastor Randy just put it, that means that I am totally off the hook for whatever comes out of my mouth today. Uh, So you all could just take it up with Pastor Randy. It's just like, you know, it's like, hey, that guy says something that's Pastor Randy been talking to you, right? But I am honored always to be here with Rock Point. It is a divine pleasure to be here. So many things that I'm doing in the world today, in the glory of God, I'm so grateful to serve in that capacity. Uh, But so many things I do that I don't like to see that when you get opportunities like this to fellowship with those who are like-minded in Christ, it is always a divine pleasure. So please know that I am grateful to be here with you this morning. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, let's share in the word of God today, and let's turn our Bibles. 2 Timothy chapter 1 is where we would like to go today. Amen. Now, I want to make sure, are you guys coherent? You guys are ready, right? Okay, well, as long as you're ready, then today you can help me out and kind of preach in the word. 
Uh, someone came to me this morning from Rock Point. It's like, yeah, I didn't want to go at first, and then I heard you were coming, and uh, I got up, and I was, I was like, oh, I hope I don't disappoint. <laughs> All right, so 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, beginning at verse 5, King James Version. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, or Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Is that all right? Now, I want you to help me today, and I mean it now. You you guys got to help. You got to make a little bit more noise probably than you're accustomed to because I need to to shake off that six hours, right? So, guys, got to make some noise tomorrow. I want you to just touch three or four people around you and just tell them, get stirred up. Yeah, I was going to see how you're going to do that, and I was watching. I was watching. I was watching. All up in the balcony, I was watching every one of you. If you guys had done that cute thing, I was going to walk right off the stage. Right? Get stirred up. No, no, no. I need to get, because I need to get stirred up this morning. Can we pray? Father, I thank you so much again for this divine privilege that you have given to me and honoring you in such a way as to place me here with my spiritual family here at Rock Point. I ask that your word would be precise today and that it would encourage, motivate, exhort those who are here And as we are edified before you to continue to reflect your glory in the earth so that all know you are still alive and well. And we give you praise in this moment in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. 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 Well, I'm just going to break it down to you and be very succinct if I possibly can. It's bad. Okay. It's, it's bad out there. I don't want to sugarcoat it. I don't want to play with it. I think everyone would agree with Peter in calling these times perilous. It's rough. I mean, you know, I go to some churches and I'm amazed at how glazed over they are, you know, and, you know, oh, well, yeah, this is happening and God's got a blessing for you. And it's, I'm like, well, yeah, he does. <laughs> but I don't want to ignore the things are rough. It's bad out there. I mean, it's ugly. Every time you open your eyes, it doesn't matter if you turn on the news. It doesn't matter if you're walking down the street. And this thing, you know, it has nothing to do with the neighborhood you live in. It has nothing to do with the kind of job you have. It doesn't even have anything to do with how much money you have. Rich people are admitting that it's ugly. I mean, it's really rough. And yet at the same time, these are moments when you admit that it's rough that really puts our faith in a quagmire because it's one thing to not be a believer in a God that can do all and a God that is omniscient and a God that is omnipotent. It's one thing to not believe that and go through things. You're oblivious really to how bad things can be because for you, you think that that's normal and you think it's the way it's supposed to be. But for believers, it's challenging. 
It's challenging to serve a God that you know is omnipotent, can do all things, is a divine healer, is a God that manifests love from his very being and presence, and yet still live in the world where you witness such hatred and evil and such a maligning of of balance and things are out of order and out of whack and sickness and pain and turmoil every time you turn around and it can become challenging to your faith. No matter how anointed you are or no matter how long you've been with Christ, these are those moments that make you take a step back and just kind of not question God, but just question your place in him. Like, is this really for me? Is this Really something that you want me to do? Am I in the right time? Especially for those of us that are over the age of years old. <laughs> yeah, you thought you were going to get me there, didn't you? Oh, I'm not ashamed of it, right? I'm 51 now. And, and for those who, um, you know, are really at this time, if you're over 23, the world is strange to you. The world is strange to you, you know? And how many people are, are at the age of 50 or even older, really 40, older, and guess what you have to do with, with that cell phone? You've got to call your grandchildren in to help you work it. Don't feel ashamed. I'm the same thing. I'm like, can you come over here? He's like, I'm six. I'm like, look, you know more about this than I know. Okay. Don't get sassy with me, young person. I need help. Right? Desperate. Right? And so the world is a scary place to be, and it causes you to kind of back up because you are a believer and because you do know the power of God and because you do know the presence of God and because you do know uh, what's going on with him in your life. But it just kind of makes you stand back a little bit, especially when you assess yourself in him becomes really challenging. It's like, do I really have any value of being here? Do I really have any worth of being here? And unfortunately, this news just keeps getting worse, right? Because I would love to tell you right now that this is the first time that it's ever been this bad. But I'd be lying. Because as I go back in the Old Testament, I've got to pull up people like Moses, who saw this time before. I've got to pull up people like Queen Esther, who has seen moments like this before. I've got to pull up people like the prophet Elijah, who has seen moments like this before. I've got to pull up people like King David, who has seen moments like this before. And so you want to believe that this is a brand new time, a fresh moment, where we've never seen anything like this before, so something unusual is happening. But I'm here to tell you that this is just another spin of the wheel. It's just another moment. We've seen this before. And if you thought that was bad, the unfortunate thing is that it's a wheel. And you know how wheels work, right? They just keep turning round and round and round. How many of you watched The Price is Right? <laughs> yeah, you all, I can tell. That's it. <laughs> Watch The Price is Right. And the famous part of The Price is Right is when you get to the end and they got to spin that wheel. And you're hoping that that wheel goes around and it ends up on the spot that you want. But what you find out many times is that it just keeps going and it, and it most of the time doesn't end where you want it to end. Yet and still, even in those hard moments, even in those hard times, we've seen it before. We're going to see it again. I don't want to lie to you. I never want to do that to the people I love. I want to tell you that it's all going to go away and everything's going to be great. 
and we're going to get back to a place of normal, whatever that is. I want to tell you that, but I'm afraid that I can't do that in good faith. I can't do that in good truth. But there is some good news. The good news is that according to the word of God, God is omniscient. He knows all. He sees all. He knows things before they happen. He knows problems before they arise. And because God is who he is and is as powerful as he is and omnipotent and omniscient as he is, guess what he's able to do? The Bible in Romans 8 Uh, somewhere around verse 30, says something like this, that moreover, whom God predestined. Okay, wait a minute. That means predestined. Before my destiny started, someone had to write it. Someone had to give a destiny for my life before my life began. Whom he predestined, he also called. And who he called out of that predestination that was already set up before the call happened, he also justified, he qualified, he he not only predicted, but he equipped. He prepared to be able to handle what he put us here to handle. So not only do we have purpose for being here, but we also have equipment that helps us to fulfill the purpose for while we're here. And although sometimes it looks really bleak, And it'll cause you to believe that the problem is really stronger than the predestination. But that's not true. Because that means that the predestination was done before the problem even started. God anticipated that in 2022, the world was going to be like this. And then he predestined you before 2022, before the world began, and said, I'm going to need a you in 2022 to handle all the stuff that's going to happen in 2022. And then I'm going to equip you to make sure that you are not overwhelmed by what is going to happen. So no matter how bad it gets, guess what? You are predestined to be in this space right where you are, right here, right now. And I think that God deserves a praise for being so smart. That was pretty deep, right? For an incoherent guy on this morning. (laughs) Right? So look. So now, that means you're here. You're equipped. What we call equipped in scripture is gifted. You're gifted. It's amazing because everything that there is to know about life in Christ or on this planet all stems from gifting. Everything that we know, it all stems from God's gifting. The Bible says that it is in him that we move, that we breathe, that we have our being. Every time you inhale and exhale, that is a gift from God. Why? Because you are inhaling and exhaling oxygen that God does not need to live. He only created it so that you could have it. That means that while you're outside and you're so happy about the sun, well, some of us are. Some of us are not as happy, right? I realized that while I was in Maui that you guys were experiencing like 101, 102 degrees. It's the first time ever I've been so happy to be. I'm like, I'm not there. Wow. Yeah. No high air conditioning bill for me this month. 
right? So, but it's amazing, right? The only reason that the sun exists is to give off light and heat that God does not need for himself. God doesn't need light. He doesn't need the sun. He doesn't need heat. He doesn't need any of that to exist. He existed before all of that stuff existed. And yet and still he made it and gifted it to us so that we can live. Everything about your life is a gift. That's why it's such an amazing thing to be here today to witness the returning of the baby back to God. The first question that you ask, Pastor Randy, is so powerful. Do you realize what you are holding? It's Natalie, right? Was that her name? Natalie. Natalie is a gift. <laughs> and unless you recognize where you're holding, you don't, you don't understand that that, that's, that's a gift. That's a gift. It, it should motivate. It should turn you up. It should turn you on. And, and the book of James says that every good and perfect gift that we receive, it comes down from above, from the Father of lights, who is illuminated in his mind. How do we know that he's illuminated in his thoughts and in his mind? Because he's able to look across the span of time that doesn't even exist yet from the outside of time, and he's able to look in and pierce in and see what's needed, and out of his illuminated thinking, he's able to say, this is what needs to happen in that moment. I'm going to need this person to be there on that day. It is a predestination that causes you to be equipped where God makes sure that you are not overwhelmed by what is happening. God wants you to know you are gifted. Do me a favor. Share that. I'm, I told you I'm going to help you. You're going to help me preach today. Don't you share it with three or four people. Tell them, yes, you, you're gifted. <laughs> you are. Yeah, just go ahead and nudge it. I know they don't want you to really because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't tell me that. Don't touch me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> And you know why they don't want you to touch them and tell, you, and tell them that? Because, see, once you know that you're something, you're responsible for it. <laughs> once you know that you're something, you know you're responsible for it. See, there are some people that experience fear of success. Don't want to really know that they're gifted because once I know that I'm gifted, then it means that I should not be responding to trials and tribulations and things in the world like people who have not recognized yet that they're gifted. They're people who don't know that they're gifted. See, I expect the world to panic when a pandemic comes. I don't expect for gifted people to panic when a pandemic comes. I expect for the world to panic when social injustices are spread across the land. I expect them to all run into each other and begin fighting each other and fussing with each other. I do not expect the church that are filled with gifted people to do the exact same thing. Why? Because we are gifted. Everybody say, I'm gifted. When you realize that you're gifted, you realize that you possess something that the rest of the world does not possess. And that causes you to move in a different way, to be totally different. And this is the mentorship that Paul is giving to Timothy because he's preparing Timothy to take over a ministry that he knows is going to be overwhelming to him. He knows it is going to cost him something. He knows that if Timothy is not prepared to walk in this ministry, that what's going to happen is he's going to smother himself 
himself out. He's going to be overwhelmed, and he's going to allow the enemy and everything else around him to take him out. Paul says, I need to get him ready for this. Because many of you don't know that you are also Timothy's. You are being prepared to handle what it is to come. And look at how Paul does this. He does not prepare Timothy by sending him someplace to get something that he does not have. All he does to prepare him is remind him of what he knows is already in him. See, because this right here is not something that you can go to school for. This right here is not something that you can get a degree for. This right here is not something that you can get a license. And all of those things are great, and you should acquire them if you can. But do understand that the times that are coming to us right now, it doesn't matter whether you have a bachelor's, a master's, a Ph.D. It doesn't matter whether you've got a high school diploma or a GED. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. It doesn't matter what kind of job you have. The things that are about to rock the church. You think 2020 was something, and 2021 was something. Wait until you see what's going down and starting in 2022. It's already begun. But you need to know you are prepared because if you don't know that you've been gifted and that you are prepared, then you will shrink back at a time when you really need to stand up. I love the song that Jake chose for today because we are not shaken. Why aren't we shaken? Because we know that we're gifted. We're not moved. Why aren't we moved? Because we know that we are gifted. We're like trees that are planted by rivers of living water. We shall not be moved. And why is this? It doesn't mean that we shall not be moved in a way that uh, uh, happens on the inside of us because I need you to get stirred up. But that's the reason that we won't be moved. We'll be stable. There is a stability that comes with you're stirring up. There are some things that ought to just cause you to say, you know what? It's time for me to stir up. This is that moment. This is that time. And I'm saying it to all of you because even as Paul is mentoring Timothy, I want to use this word to prepare you and mentor you. I do not want to stand here and tell you that it's about to get easy. I don't want to stand here and tell you that everything's about to happen in your favor. I don't want to, I'm here here to tell you, as Peter said, that Satan is going through the world right now as a roaring lion looking for whom he can devour. And do you know the ones that he's going to get to devour? The ones that do not know that they are gifted. The ones that do not know that they hold something valuable on the inside of them that God predestined them to carry, that they are called to manifest, that they are justified to walk in. This is the God who has qualified you and equipped you. You have everything you need. No matter how big or small you may think you are in this world, God has equipped you and gifted you to be able to do something about what is going on in the world right here and right now. Everyone shout, I am gifted. All Paul does is exposes to Timothy. He says, I want you to know, I know that you are gifted. He says, the way that I know that you are gifted is first of all, I knew your grandmother and she was gifted. Secondly, I knew your mother and she was gifted. Now, here was something strange because Paul really didn't start 
with a man. He didn't even name a man in this. And we're like, well, the man carries the seed, right? Right. But what he wants to really get to you, the reason that he names the grandmother and the mother is because he wants you to know that the gift doesn't come from man. The gift that he's talking about that's in your life, God placed it there. The gifts that are in you, God placed it there. And, and he wanted to bear down on the women because he said, I want you to know that just like the women, you carry the gift of God in you. You are able to bring forth the gift of God in times when it counts. You don't have to fall back. You don't have to shrink back because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You've got to recognize that so that you can manifest that greatness out of yourself. And let me tell you something. It's not something that's always pretty. It's not cute. Many people think that pastor and I, you know, people like us, you know, people like us, <laughs> you know, folk like us, you know, we're strange 4,400, you know, there's people like us, right? And they, but they think that we wake up in the morning and we just pastor, you know, we float out of bed and we, you know, just kind of the word of God is there and the scriptures just present themselves. And God comes down and says, I want you to preach this this morning, my son. And we say yes. And then we get in the car and everyone is grateful to see us when we get to the church. And no problems are happening and everything is in order. But it does not work that way. Pretty much in ministry, it works the same way as it works in your life. Some mornings, we don't want to get up. (laughs) Some mornings, the phone's already ringing. Because see, while you're just concerned about getting you to church, we're concerned about getting all of you to church. Then when we come to church, we can't make it to the office. Somebody says, well, you know, the pipe in the bathroom bursted and uh, just wanted to let you know, well, I don't fix the pipe. Did you fix the pipe? Well, yeah, but I just wanted to let you know Now I fixed the pipe so that it give you another thing to put on top of the other things you're concerned about <laughs> in the world today, right? I just want to let you know, I'm saying ministry is a burden for all of us. And all of us have a role, and all of us are equipped to have a role, and all of us are gifted. And I want to let you know that it can be transferred. It can start. He said, that gift of faith, I saw it in your grandmother, and I saw it in your mother. I saw it in people who carried it before you. How many of you know that you are only here today because your grandmother prayed some stuff over your life, and your mother prayed some stuff over your life that's still coming to fruition right now, even though they are not here? That there are some blessings and some success and some things happening in your life because somebody looked down through the span of time that God gave vision and said, I need to cover my baby in love. I need to cover my baby in prayer because it's going to be a moment when I'm not here to take care of them. And God, I'm going to need you to release those angels and look out for them. And I'm going to need you to teach them about those gifts on the inside. But then he says something really important. And I'm going to shoot down to the end and then I'll come back to the center. Those gifts are powerful. And there is a spirit that we have to utilize those gifts in. And I want to say that over the next weeks, I'm so glad uh, that Pastor Randy's going to deal with some things because he needs to deal with some things, right, in the church. Because there is a way that we are called. There is a spirit that we're given in order to be able to handle things. And Paul talks about it to Timothy. He says, when you get out there, you've got these gifts, but you can't just be out there with these gifts and just running roughshod over everybody because you're gifted. He says, I need you to know, first of all, that the way that you need to operate in this gift is that you need to operate in power. Everybody say power. power. Heard about the garage today. I was like, yeah, it's the garage. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a men's ministry name. You know, we, we can't have dainty names. We need names like the garage. That's where stuff gets fixed. That's where we put things together. That's how things happen. The garage, yeah. 
And then the oasis was on the other side. He didn't talk much about the oasis. His garage, that's what he talked about, right? And because we love power. But what we need to understand is that the next way that we handle things is in love. Everyone say love. Because what we don't realize is we think that power and love are opposites, but we don't know that love is the greatest power. Without love, there is no other power. Love is the greatest power. Remember I said everything that came from God is gifted to us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He only gave and gifted us out of his love. And when gifts don't come from love, then they are perverted. And so it's important to know that. But the next thing we need to know is a sound mind. There needs to be a sober thinking. We can't just run out here like everyone else and panicking and just doing whatever comes to mind. We have to manage it. We have to balance it because the gifts are precious and the power is precious. And we can't go out there and utilize it out of a perverted sense of love and and sustaining self. It doesn't matter what we as individuals think. When we come into Christ, it matters what he thinks. And the mind that we are all adapting when we come into this unimind is the mind of Christ that we are adapting. And that's where we put ourselves aside because it's the only way we can get it right. So we have to do things out of power, but we also have to do things out of love. And we also have to do things out of a sound mind. That's the only way to operate in the gifts. But what makes this so powerful are the gifts themselves. He says... You can possess the gift because you all thought that that was the greatest part of the message, right? I possess the gifts. I'm gifted. Shouldn't that be enough? Not really. The greatest thing he says to Timothy is once I told you that I'm sure you're gifted because your grandmother was gifted, your mother was gifted, I laid hands on you, I confirmed that gifts are in you, We know that they're there. But Timothy, if you don't stir them up, then it doesn't matter whether you have them or not. It's it's enough to know that you're gifted, but things don't happen in the world just because you possess gifts. Things don't transform in the world just because you possess gifts. Every major move, every mighty work, every miraculous thing that God has done in this earth that he's chosen to use his creation in order to bring forth, it was done in moments where people recognized that they were gifted and then recognized that this was the moment to utilize that gift. That's the reason why I went to Moses. Because Moses, we don't remember him because he had a stick We remember him because he stood before a Red Sea and with the people of Israel standing behind him complaining that he had led them to their possible doom. And and we see that Moses is standing uh, in front of the Red Sea that's just right there before him. He's got mountains on the side of him. He's got sand down beneath him and the sky is over him. And Pharaoh's army is behind the complaining church. I mean the complaining people. Because it's all good when everything is good, Pastor. But when when things aren't good, it's like you are the pastor, right? Uh, And and Moses is standing here, and and all of a sudden, he looks up and says, God, I don't know what to do. These people are complaining. They're going to kill me. Pharaoh is behind them. Then he's going to kill them, and everybody's going to laugh and say that we all came out here, and it was all a scam. And God looked at him and said, what's in your hand? 
already gave you something to use in moments like this. But it wasn't enough for Moses to just look at the stick and say, oh, yeah, I'm gifted. He had to actually do something with it. And when he stretched it out, the seas opened. Queen Esther comes about, and she's been made queen basically illegally. She's queen in the closet, right? And when it comes out, the, the, the enemy finds out about it, and he wants to utilize a plan to destroy all of the Jewish people. And Esther says, hey, I'm good. I'm already in the king's palace. I don't know what you guys going to do, but I'm all right. And her uncle went and said, yeah, you gifted, and you're beautiful, and you've got favor with the king, but don't think that you're going to sit over there, and what's affecting us is not going to affect you at some point. I need you to realize that one day it's going to get to you, Esther. And if you don't do something, you need to realize that the favor that you had with the king was not for you to live comfortably. It was for you, for such a time as this, to use it. This is the moment to stand up. And when she thought about it and she went and she prayed about it, she came back and she had all of them to fast about it. And then she said, I don't know if I'm going to live or die, but I do know this. I'm gifted to handle it. When Elijah is standing there, he calls fire down from heaven, has many of the false prophets killed. Jezebel mentions just a few words, tell him that by this time tomorrow, he's a dead man. And all of a sudden, he forgot that he just called fire down from heaven and that he just killed a whole bunch of false prophets. He runs away in depression, into the wilderness, hides under a tree, and asks God to take his life. Why? Because he forgot who he was, and he forgot that he was gifted. And it took the angel to come down, keep feeding him and bringing him water, until one day the angel said, I'm not bringing you another piece of bread. I'm not bringing you any more water. You're going to get up from here, pick yourself up, go down there and hear what God has to say because you've forgotten that you were anointed to put up and pull down kings and nations. Oh, and do I need to tell you about David, who as a young boy goes down to take his brother's lunch, fighting in the Israelite army, and when he gets there, he finds them hiding behind rocks and trees while this giant, this big guy, is really talking a whole bunch of stuff. And he goes to them, and he's like, why are you guys hiding? And they're like, duh, right? (laughs) David's like, well, see, obviously, you guys don't understand who we are. We're the people of God. He said, I've seen this kind of stuff before. One day, I fought a lion, and guess what? I overcame the lion. And one day, I fought a bear, and guess what? I overcame the bear. And this guy is going to be just like the lion and just like the bear. Why? Because I realized that although he's big, who lives in me and the gifts that I have are much bigger than that. So God sent me all the way here to tell you today, not only that you are gifted, but that this is the moment. This is the time. This is the moment to not shrink back, to not give up, to not give out, to not give way. You don't have to go around arguing with people. You don't have to go around picking fights with people. All you have to do is allow the gifts that God has already put inside of you and use it with power and with the spirit of love and humility and also know that you use it with sound mind. 
open-mindedness. Sometimes you don't need to say anything to anybody. Sometimes you just need to stand. Sometimes when I go to a scene, I'm running around and I'm praying for people and I'm trying to bless people and trying to encourage people. But then there are other moments when I get to a shooting scene and guess what I do? I do absolutely nothing but stand there and pray because it is not me that is ministering to the people. It is the gift that God has given me on the inside of me that I just need to realize I am a vessel and I need to realize that there are some things going on in this world. I am not afraid. I'm ready to stand up. I'm ready to stand up for God. I'm ready to reflect his glory. I'm ready to get stirred up. People are saying, what are you going to do about the crime in Detroit, this and that and the other? That's the reason why I do what I do, because I'm not going to just sit down and let Satan take my city. It's too bad. Look, I'm just not, not on my watch. I'm sorry, I'm getting excited. Not on my watch. And that's what I need you to feel right now. This is your country. This is your land. Not because somebody put a deed on it and named it, but because God has given this world to us as a gift, and he's given himself to us as a gift. And what's inside of you is greater than what is in the world, and this is the moment to realize. Everybody shout, I'm about to get stirred up. You have never seen to me that you are about to see the things that I used to step out of and I used to fall back from and I used to not stand up with. Now you're going to see me stand and tuck my shoulders out and you're going to see me put myself together and you're going to see me stand there and say, you know what? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am uniquely created. I am uniquely made for this moment right now. I will not run away. I will not falter. I will not fall back. I will not quit. Devil, you are a liar. This is the moment for me to shine unlike I've ever shined before. It's dark in the world, but the darkness cannot comprehend the light that I'm about to let out of me. I know you're tired. I know you're hurting. I know that sickness has run through your life. I know that things have gone out of whack, but I just need to tell you in this moment, I cannot sit until I'm compelled to tell you in this moment, do not doubt yourself. Stop doubting yourself. Yes, it's you. You are gifted. 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 I know you think it's small just speaking to people, but it is not. It is a gift that God has put inside of you. And how do you know when it's time for it to come out? It's time for it to come out when everything looks like it's lost. It's time for it to come out when the giants are standing in front of you. It's time to come out when the enemies are surrounding you. That's the time to say, God, let it shine. I'm getting stirred up in this moment because I'm ready to go for it and I'm ready to do this right here and right now. And if you're ready, would you stand with me and just shout it at the top of your lungs? I'm getting stirred up. Come on and give God a praise right where you are. Father, we thank you so much for this moment that you have given us together and for the word that you have placed in this place today. I submit myself to you and I thank you for every person here to hear. Now as we have kindled and rekindled the fire, as we fan it, oh God, Holy Spirit, come into this moment, encapsulate us with your spirit that we can move in power, love, and a sound mind and in the fellowship, not only with you, but with one another. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen.